Welcome to Yoga's Joyful Journey, a multi-potential journey to creative clarity. I'm your host, Yoga Wijn, and we'll be talking to amazing creative people about various topics like multi-potentialism, having many ideas, and shiny objects. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following me on Instagram at the underscore green underscore nick. everybody thank you for listening to another episode today we will be talking to my wonderful creative lettering friend Esgi. hi Esgi. hi kids great to see you how are you i'm good so lovely to see you here so excited so tell us who are you what do you do and do you have a big scary hairy goal Hello, I'm a hand letter. I'm a creative letter from uh, Istanbul, Turkey, and it's been lovely to meet everyone on the internet. Uh, I used to feel so alone, which is another question, but yeah, I'll get there. Jump starting gear on my own. My goals change all the time, so for now, I don't really have a, a big scary goal at the moment, but my goal in general is to add a little more joy and some motivation to the world, just to make everyone's days a little brighter in the smallest way that I can so that the world might somehow feel like lighter and brighter and more joyful with polka dots and stripes at the bottom. Your energy is amazing and I love your work. So you definitely bring bring joy to the world. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. So tell us, you bring joy to the world, your energy and your work, um, and you're a lettering artist. What else yes. do you do? So I recently became a mom. I'm the mom of a lovely six-month-old healthy baby boy, thankfully. And he's been taking a lot more uh, time and energy than I initially believed or thought. And everyone told me it would be hard, but I didn't know it would, like, the naps wouldn't happen on their own, that you would to, that you would need to put them to nap. And then while they're napping, like, make sure they're not waking up on their own, make sure there's yeah. no noise, etc. So for the last six months, I haven't really been doing much but uh, I guess last week I started uh, drawing and sketching again and I meanwhile I've been working part-time which is a job I love finally <laughs> I never believed it could be but uh, it has no title or nothing but uh, I'll get more to that later on no title but an amazing job I love that <laughs> yeah I guess as part of the, the term I learned from you the multi-potentialism is just following your curiosity and letting life take you where it needs to take you without like having any hidden agenda etc so discovering the things and saying yes and following my adventure and guts and uh, yeah I guess becoming a mom sort of helped me with that because now I need to focus my time and energy on where I can and what I can so I need to be super picky about it it's actually like help with the syndromes of superwoman etc too which is me tying all the subjects at once so i'll just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. so you're you're a mom you're uh working part-time and yes. you're also a lettering artist i am i mean my thing is actually the talk on multipotentialism by emily mm-hmm. i think she yeah. was mentioning, do you, have you ever been asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that was like my nightmare question. It still gives me chills. Like I get chilly just thinking about it because like I dreaded being asked that question so much. My potential, I mean, like go to answer was, I don't know, which is not yeah. true. I mean, it is true, I guess. But then you start limiting yourself because like you don't know what you want to grow up. I mean, like kids, how could you ever know? And 
while we were growing up, these things didn't exist, like littering, I guess, existed, but not in this sense. And social media wasn't here and the, all the AI and et cetera. So you could always only be a doctor or an accountant or a yeah. lawyer, I guess, when I was growing. Oh my God, I sound so old. <laughs> so my mom was a doctor actually, but she had Ew. to stay at the hospital some nights of the week. So four or five nights a month, she would be at the hospital. So when people ask me, what do you want to grow up? I would say, not a doctor. That yeah. was my... Ah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was your reference. That was my yeah. reference, yeah. yeah. And my dad was a graphic designer at an advertising agency. So he sort of, I mean, that sounded cooler and it was more fun. It seemed mm-hmm. more fun. And he was playing yeah. with the papers, etc. So... I guess I was inclined to follow his lead, but I didn't really know that I wanted to do that exactly either. So I started eliminating from a really young age. So it said I couldn't be a doctor. Actually, that time, I think I wanted to be a clown, but then I learned that you had to study at the university to become a clown. So that went out the window. Huh? I never knew. Neither. Oh, I guess it's like a theatrical thing. I never really looked into it, but I might someday. Oh, yeah. And your multi potential in Yeah, you never know. You never know. Go all the way. <laughs> so then, uh, after high school, when I started high school, you need to, in Turkish system anyway, you need to decide which road you go. So it's either like Turkish, no, math and science, or it's Turkish and mathematics. Mm-hmm. So the science way led to like architecture. Ar- well, yeah, architecture was the one thing I was interested in that I had to like sort of let go with the others because it was engineering being a doctor and this you know tiny architect thing so i said you know like it's not worth it i'm not that interested in architecture yeah. i admire yeah. it but i don't really want to do it per se so the other road was turkish and mathematics which is what i picked so i was inter- interested in the language and writing creative writing etc so when i picked my major in college i didn't really pick my major i picked the only college which I didn't have to declare my major until the second year. So I'm a Libra too, so I have a hard time picking. I guess it's one uh-huh. of the like the characteristics of the sign, which is, I embody that wholly. Yeah, so I chose not to choose, I guess. So I went to university and picked some classes, etc. So I was drawn to these literature classes since I was always interested in the language and the writing. And I loved English language. So that was another thing I was sort of drawn to. Yeah. And we studied all these fantastic literatures, etc., other types of creative writings. It was really cool. And then I started picking these drawing classes, the figure drawings, graphic design, illustration, which was really fun and sounded fun. I also did some, was a pick everything and learn a little bit of everything things since you didn't have to declare your major until the second and the third year. Wow. We learned a little bit of everything, but couldn't really specialize in anything. I thought was a major setback back then, but now I see the potential and how amazing it was, you know, like, like Steve Jobs said, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. So now I see that it was a whole awesome thing that I did there. So I did these live drawing things and a little bit of 3D modeling, some video editing, etc. So it was really fun to view all them. But after I graduated, I had no idea what to do with them. So the only option seemed to go into advertising agencies and become a graphic designer, which is what I did for a while. But soon I found out that, I mean, at least in the Turkish system in Istanbul, right now it's a little bit changing, but when I went first to, the, to work, it was the copywriters were finding the ideas and implementing or 
telling the graphic designers, art directors what to do. So right. it was the copywriters that were coming up with the campaign and the art directors were mostly just either applying the idea or coming up with the visual way to do it. But they had no input on the idea phase of it, mostly. I mean, mm. not just, I mean, I guess the colors and the art direction they could do, but they had no idea or they weren't part, they weren't included in the decision-making part of the campaigns, which I found really weird because I love the problem solving, etc. Mm-hmm. I've always been interested in puzzles, etc. So I was, and also the copywriters were like leaving at 6 p.m. and the graphic ah. designers were staying until the midnight, etc. Which soon I found it was only that agency. So I switched to copywriting, but then I, Nothing changed. We were like pulling all-nighters, etc. I love the copywriting because we were finding these ideas and the brainstorming. And since I studied visual communication design, I was able to think visually and see how things were going to look. So I found for a while. But then, you know, like the bosses and how they want to implement the ideas. And I wanted to always come up with creative original ideas. And sometimes the clients and the bosses want you to sort of like take what's been working. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's either like, I'm not even going to say like steal other ideas, but even if it's like an idea that we came up for them, they just wanted to like change the makeup, I guess. And then we applied the same thing. So we would find this thing that worked, which mm-hmm. was fun. But then they just wanted to change the question and then ask it again. Since they knew the return of investment, etc. you know, they weren't open to trying new things and the bosses weren't either because they just wanted to make money at the end. Yeah. I was actually told not to think so much at a meeting once, but this is original, you know, it's going to put fun, but we always have this limit of it's going to take too much time and money, energy, etc. So I tried to quit advertising for a bit, actually. I tried like taking some summers off, etc. but I was always somehow drawn back either because I didn't really know anything else to do and I didn't have a better idea and my friends were like moving across agency and they were saying this is better so come join us here etc and since I like the atmosphere and the idea finding part I joined them again but at my last job I was like really at a dead end again because I didn't want to just quit with nothing to do and I started showing up a little earlier at work every day so I was the work was starting at I think 9.30. So I would go there around 8.30 and just sit at the Starbucks next to the sea. And I just wanted to do something for me, you know, like I didn't want my life to be just go to work and then come back home a little tired more every day. And you wouldn't have any time off at the end of the day because like you would feel drained and you would scroll Instagram or read a book maybe if you're lucky and then fall asleep. And, you know, it was like at a phase like that. Then I just went up, went to work earlier and first I started sort of like scrolling Instagram and then I found that to be futile. So I started listening to podcasts on the way to work and then doodling. And through there, I guess, I found somehow Skillshare and hand lettering and introduction to modern calligraphy. And that led to playing with the letters, etc. So the perfectionist in me was like sort of afraid to try I love notebooks, you know, stationery is a, like a love of yeah. But do you have that thing where you get this brand new notebook and yep. then you're afraid to mess it up? You're not using it at all. It's yeah. just there yeah. staying pretty. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So I bought the ugliest notebook I could find. And then I formed down magazine pages and like stuck it on it and then wrapped it up like in a messy way. Oh, I so love that. It that. Look 
So that the same blood, the ugliest notebook ever. I mean, not the ugliest, but I don't care about it at all. Which yeah. gave me the freedom to experiment in it. So I filled that notebook every morning, like where I was going to work. And then I noticed that I was getting to work a little later every day. And so that sort of became my journey. And I discovered handwriting and I was listening to songs and podcasts. And uh, I was then letting the lyrics at the moment, you know, I didn't, ah. have a, I didn't really have a direction behind it. But through that, after I, yeah, after I think two and a half years, I quit that job. It was actually a mutual agreement. We decided that I would continue freelance because it was, I think, Events were sort of running out at that time. No one wants to gather in crowded places. Okay. It was not COVID yet, but uh, it was still like uh, somehow was... the industry was changing and they decided that, you know, and I'm actually begging that I, I wish my husband and my work would let me go. And then at that day, we had this talk, you know, it was like, do you really want Hello. to do Hello. Yeah, sorry. Sort of like had the best summer ever. Went to libraries and lettering and drawing, etc. Experimenting life, and then I never went back. I started freelancing, and I was still copywriting and uh, sort of doing some graphic design as a freelance designer, advertiser, whatever. But hand lettering was my passion, and I was working on it every day, and I loved doing it. And I think at that time I got an iPad, so I got into the digital hand lettering aspect of it too. And then I was sort of like uh, reaching out to my connections, you know, seeing what they were doing in this happy place. I think when you ra- raise your vibration, you sort of like just following your curiosity again. I, I guess I was just reaching out to people and saying, you know, like, what are you doing? Not with any, not with nothing, I guess. I was just curious. And then this person, which I used to work with as a book cover designer, in my early career, uh, reached out to me and said, you know, I saw that you're doing this. I see you're doing this hand-lettered uh, designs. And would you like to hand-letter illustrate a children's book for us? It's about philosophy for children. And they wanted to do this uh, words, which were uh, visual. So, so they, yeah, and it fit perfectly with the project. So I, I started becoming a children's book illustrator as a hand-letter. And it has these, you know, like ambiguous words, like, goodness etc which you cannot cannot really illustrate otherwise but i did that project perfectly and it wasn't even a thing in turkish so i actually found or invented a term for it which is like hand drawing letter drawing because the other thing translates purely but whatever it was i was doing this and that from here and there and then afterwards i took a course from uh, katie heller and it was Find, about finding your purpose, etc. And I was really, I still thought I needed to find something to act yeah. on it, that I needed to find my way. You know, I was doing this hobby, hand lettering, which is fine, but you can't get only so much children's book illustrations with the letters, you know, like I needed to find something. But through that course, you know, I was actually told to test new things and implement. And I always yeah. had this thing where you need to pick something or like, I I was sort of afraid of abandoning versions of myself that could do other things. I guess that's being a multi yeah. now that I think of it connecting backwards. So I was, and one of the actions, uh, one of the exercises we did was asking our friends why they come to us. You know, like, what do you come to me for? What do you need or what do you think I'm strong at? So I thought, you know, like it would be gift wrapping or hand lettering or, you know, like finding this cool card, etc. 
almost all of them said they come to me because I give like a great coaching advice and I implemented their situation and I'm emotional. So I don't tell them like what to do out of the box, but I mean in the box, but I give them individual and uh, applicable advice that they can actually act on. So I was really, really surprised to hear that. And one of them actually told me, which I love, you're great. I come to you for celebrating my wins because like you don't get jealous. I never even thought, you know, that was a thing. And so I was actually uh, guided to do some sort of coaching through that. Then I sort of starting to implement my or like mix my hand lettering with those sort of motivational and encouraging words, which is I'm doing things like this. I'm proud of new things. So I have this, I'm proud of you. So great to meet you. You are free to change your mind. Good luck. All these messages that I wish someone else had told me. And I'm doing them in three languages, this Turkish, French, and English. That was my 100-year, 100-day project last year. But then I found out I was pregnant. So I think I cut it around base <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> something I would love to get back to. But pick it up again. Yeah, yeah, pick it up again. Because that's sort of like, like Emily is talking about, mixing all these ideas that you have and multi-potentialism and uh, interest, which is something I wouldn't actually come up across had I not been asking this question and had I not been told that I'm a radical encourager because now yeah. that's what I do actually. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm doing it through like these stationary cards that I printed down as posters and cards to for myself and to give it out to my friends. And in the short term or the long term, I guess I could do it, see it as a stationary line, which will just encourage people to be a little nicer to themselves and each yeah, other. I love that. And now you've, uh, well, it's in the universe now. Yeah. So there's going to be a stationary line. Yay. Wow. What a wonderful journey you're making. That is so, I love hearing all of this. And for the people listening, you cannot see, but uh, we'll make sure to have like a screenshot of her amazing lettering piece. In the back, it says, I'm proud of you, and it's gorgeous. So, yay. Looking forward to having your cards and posters. Um, So you've always felt actually like a multi-potential, and you're following your curiosity. I that is such a great way of exploring what you're you're into and what works and what doesn't. Exactly. So, yeah. And then as a copywriter, you were like having all of these amazing ideas, um, not only as a copywriter, but I mean, that was your job to come mm-hmm. up with amazing ideas and to brainstorm. So if if you take, if you take all of the things you're doing and all of the ideas you're having, how do you deal with? Having all of those, do you have like a process like, okay, I, I want to do this, 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 and that, and I'll just do it? Or do you pause a second and go like maybe in a few months or yeah. what do you do? Well, I do have all these ideas and the more you think about it, the more you get them, actually. That's the thing about yeah. ideas. <laughs> so I have this notebook of ideas, actually, but it's like... Its title is write down about it and now forget it because it's just to get it out of my mind. Because like otherwise, oh, cool. if I don't write it down, it will just stay in my head and disturb me forever. So something <laughs> I know that I'm not going to do, which I there is some idea that I I have no idea or not idea, but no interest in following through. So right now, I actually want a co-working space with a babysitter. 
it just constantly yeah. warmly. But I, I'm telling everyone about those ideas. I'm actually like uh, shouting out from the rooftops in hopes that someone else will make them because I don't want to make it, but I want it made. That is also so good because having an idea doesn't necessarily mean they actually have to do the execute the no. idea yourself. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. So there will be a space. It in me because like when I yeah. see someone like trying to do something, I'm like, oh, this could, this is something you could actually try. And sometimes they're like really interested because I, I guess I combine like my empathy with the idea of finding with the brainstorming and like for, I guess I see a pattern for them to try. Yeah. So when I find that with an idea that I have, I'm like, oh, you could do this if you were interested. There are actually some things that have helped people through them, you know, like this is so cool. It's so cool when I, when my ideas find life of their own with someone yeah. else. It's like yeah. just giving them away as gifts. And there are some ideas that I just want to do, but I don't have time for. So the, those are in a digital file, which I will get back to later, which was, for example, I want to do a coloring book with these motivational phrases. And now I, now that I'm, a, now that I'm a mom, I want actually uh, an encouraging thing for kids because like, I mean, they need to be old enough to read, obviously. Yeah. I want these motivational messages to be in their lives all the time. So instead of like coloring an apple or an orange, you know, it wouldn't be cool if they would color in the word like empathy or courage or like mm -hmm. being on their own, etc. And I also want to make a tiny book for them. Telling about the professions, actually, but not about the professions, but I want to sort of like make it a play for them, for the multi-potentials too, actually. Like, how would your work briefcase look? You know, what would be your view? What would you want to take to work? Or what would your work entail? It's not what you want to be when you grow up. No, exactly. An impossible question, but... But if you know what they're interested in, it would be yeah. actually a, like a guide for parents. Like take this and guide your kid in the right direction, please. There are so many golden nuggets you're dropping here right now. Mm -hmm. It's so cool if you would totally like do all of the ideas or get other people to That's a good one, people. Contact Nansky, the links will yes. be in the show notes <laughs> for sure. So cool. I mean, basically, when I get too many ideas, I write them down and make yeah. it using another station. <laughs> and then I sort of like uh, comb through them. If I'm not, if I have some spray time, it depends on how much time or energy it will take. So that's how I used to operate. Uh, it's, if it's a quick thing that will bring me joy, I will just do it. Sometimes I will print out stickers to send to friends or just print on my uh, notebook, etc. Or I used to print out uh, postcards and use, what was that, post-processing. Have you ah, ever heard of it? Yeah, I heard of it, yeah. It's so fun. I used to make my own postcards and then just send it out to people just for connections, etc. So I, I mean, those sort of things sort of bring me joy and I mean I hope bring others joy as well so it's sort of raising my vibration and then taking inspired action with that thing is uh, my thing I guess I love this yeah you're matching the vibrations you know what you want and and so the law of attraction is working mm -hmm. in your favor and the universal will help you how you to do it that's so cool that's love so it. wonderful and it's so weird because like all my life I never knew what to do 
And mm. my cousin like knew what she wanted to do and she studied yeah. for it, etc. And then she did the masters and then she didn't like it. So, so she did another masters. Meanwhile, I was sort of like, I don't know what to do and testing and pivoting, etc. And now she's actually telling me, you know, like, it's so cool that you didn't know because you got the experiment. And meanwhile, I mean, now she's doing what she's interested in. But I thought that was the way. And through her, I saw that it wasn't. And hearing it from her, that it wasn't what she planned. I mean, I, I wish it had worked out. Mm-mm, yeah. But yeah, you'll always think as you're growing up and even in my like. 20s I always thought I was there was something wrong with me for not figuring out and all my like adult friends were sort of huffing and puffing that I was still not in the right job and then I wanted to quit and I was telling them you know this isn't it either so I think I will pivot again they were like when are you going to grow up it wasn't even the question of what are you going to be when you grow up it's like when are you going to grow up and I'm like you know do I have to yeah exactly do I have to choose why is it so that I have to pick one thing for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. I just believe they somehow want to put a label on you so they know what yeah. to do with you. So they're almost asking because it's easier for them to handle. So it, it feels like no one's actually interested in what you're doing, but it's like, hmm, this is Esby. She's an accountant or whatever, you know, like to do with you. Yeah. It's a little bit like uh, in the system. The way people are used to having labels on job descriptions and and job titles and this is what you do and this is all entwined in who you are. And um, for other people, it's more difficult to understand that you can do 20 things at once and still feel complete. And Mm -hmm. that if you do one thing, you wouldn't feel complete. But it's, 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 you know, for Ah, multi-potentialites, it's, I think it's difficult to understand how people can have one thing and have it for the rest of their lives. I used to also be jealous like you, like, oh my God, I wish I had that. I wish I had one thing. And I, I, I can tell that I'm still looking for it sometimes. Like, isn't there just one thing I want to do? And then I'll do the, I'll do the education and then I'll find the job and I'll be happy. You know, that is the, the train of thought most people um, have yeah. because it's the way we grew up. But I'd love to hear how you were experimenting and that you got yourself all doing all the things. Because I think that's the way to really explore and know what things you like and what things you don't. Exactly. It comes yeah. back to following your curiosity. Follow your curiosity. Absolutely. See what's going on. See what's working. See what's not working. Do more of what is working and do yeah. less of what's not working. Exactly. I think it's simple actually, but we make it so hard on ourselves. It is. So we do. We overthink things. We have imposter syndrome. I don't so... think I've ever met someone who doesn't have imposter syndrome. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. yeah, I think it sort of has to do with the multi thing too, because like we're always starting over. So you always feel like a beginner at something. So you never feel like an expert. But yeah. What I've learned that helping with that is actually uh, sometimes people want to learn from people who are two steps ahead of them. They don't mm-hmm. want to learn from the expert because like they, they forgot the beginner stage. So actually you being a beginner is helpful for them because you remember what it feels like. So yeah, you, I mean, for example, let's take hand lettering. You you sort of teach them how to draw the letter S, yeah. which is an expert will teach them about the composition, etc. You know, they, it's they need different things. I mean, they are 
all valid and important, but a beginner cannot fully appreciate the full expertism. So in that case, being uh, not fully adapted is a better version for it. Wow, you're, you're so right. I mean, people are in different stages. And if you're a beginner and you see an expert, you go like, there are so many things I need to do before I'm at that level. It kind of overwhelms you. Wow, it's, it's good to, to look at it like that. Hope it helps so, someone listening. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, yeah, definitely good advice. Uh, and you have some real gems dropping here. So it's I'm I'm so excited that that we're talking. Yay! Um, so where can people find you in the creative community? Well, right now I'm only on Instagram because I neglected my website and helped you. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. So, yeah, I'm SD Platin. It's my birth birthless name. So it's E-Z-G-I-P-L-A-T-I-N. And uh, yep, that's yep. where I am. And I'm always hanging. I mean, not always. As long as the baby is napping, I'm hanging in there. Coming back soon. We will put your uh, your links in the show notes so people can definitely check you out and do a chat with you because you're amazing. So if we were to pick one quote, because... We're all about quotes and affirmations, but if you were to pick one that kind of summarizes uh, the things and then you want it. <laughs> I think it's follow the follow your curiosity. I mean, which has been a theme through this conversation. I would also say uh, focus on progress, not perfection, because like everything you do is a progress. But yeah, if I have to pick one, it's follow your curiosity and see where it leads you because it's going to lead you to magical places all the time. Oh, wow. That is so amazing. So magical. Thank you so, so much for a wonderful chat. And uh, we will talk to each other soon. And thank you again. Yeah, thank you. It's been awesome. And I wish you the best of luck in this podcasting journey. It's been so amazing to hear your voice and talk to all these creative people and just the creative community and you talking to them, them coming together alive in this thing. And you're helping so many people with Antioch Loving because podcasting changed my life. I could literally say, like, I live in Istanbul, Turkey, which doesn't really have that kind of a community. So mm-hmm. podcasting and internet and meeting people through those has been so helpful. I'm sure you're going to help and like inspire so many people around the world. I really appreciate what you're doing. It's so cool. I just got total goosebumps. Thank you so much. Wow. I'm speechless. Yeah, and well, ah, yes, I'm speechless. Thank you so, so much. It has been wonderful. And um, everybody listening, definitely have a look. Esgi is amazing. She is the joy in herself. And uh, yeah, we will see each other soon. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yoka's Joyful Journey. Make sure to head over to the show notes for all the links and information on our guest this week. You can check it out at thegreennip.nl forward slash podcast. I can't wait for you to catch the next episode. See you then.